If you have your Bibles this morning, good to have everyone here. Let's turn to the 23rd Psalm. And I want to go to the last verse there in the 23rd Psalm. We was on this last Sunday, uh, and the Lord just, we was in some other things, and the Lord directed me to the 23rd Psalm. And then after our service, uh, Sister Dorothy had gave me some insight uh, that, they had been talking about this, this psalms that morning, last Sunday morning, and they was praying it out. And here I turned to it and started bringing out some things about it. But we talked about this last Sunday morning, but I want us to look at the last verse, verse 6 of the 23rd Psalm. And the title of our message here today is, How Far Will You Go? And uh, Zach has got some things here that he had sent me last night. And it's how far will man go? You know, we, we think about our occupation or we think about our homes. We think about church. But I want us to think about our spiritual walk with God. How far will we go? You know, how far will man go? And I read the scripture last week, it was uh, about Jesus when he went and prayed in the garden and the Bible talked about, and he left the disciples there and he went a little further. And I was bringing out some points there. As he went a little further, he, he was praying not his will, but God's will be done. And what it was, he, he fell under the influence of the power of God that actually the Bible talked about he fell to the ground. And what that was, naturally, human, human being, he could not withstand the power and he would get up and he would actually fall back to the ground. But what it was, he was trying to carry the load in a human aspect of himself, but he had to pray, nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. And that's when the power of God began to move in his life, in his body, and giving him strength. And he began to stand within the power of God, not in the power of man. And what I'm saying this morning, we can go to a certain place or a certain level in the natural. But we need to get in the supernatural, and we need to go further. Amen? And, and I want to say this here, the Lord really uh, moved on me this past week and last week about the natural. We, we are trying to do too many things in the natural. We need to let God do it in the supernatural. And I'm going to bring some of these things out here in just a few minutes. But here, looking at this last verse in Psalms 23, and I want us to read this verse uh, 6 here, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want you to understand this passage of Scripture here is for us to be in the presence of the Lord. Okay? We got to understand we are human in a, in a, in a, in a place, but we are a spirit. Okay? When you're born again... You're born as a spirit, okay? Uh, we know the story of Nicodemus. Nicodemus asked Jesus, he said, how can I enter the second time into my mother's womb? And Jesus told him, he said, but wait a minute. He said, what is flesh is flesh and what is spirit is spirit. I want you to know this morning, God is wanting us to be spirit where we can move into the deep things that God wants us to enter into. Amen. Because human, humanly, we cannot even comprehend what God wants us to do in the natural. So we need to be in the supernatural, in the spirit man, okay? Let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you this morning for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are our shepherd. Lord, and we abide with you and you abide with us. And Lord, we thank you that you prepare for us a table that is set before us in the presence of our enemy. And Lord, the enemy cannot touch our table, Lord, because you have prepared it for us before our enemy. And Lord, I thank you this morning for the spiritual 
freedom that we have here at Crossroads Community Church. Lord, for the freedom of the anointing of God, Lord, which destroys the yoke of the natural man, Lord. Lord, let us be spiritual this morning, Lord, and let us grow spiritual. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want you to look back at this verse here, and I want to just give you a couple of things here, and then we're going to move on. But it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's talking about here, it's talking about goodness gives us green pastures and still waters. Okay? We, we think about goodness. How good are you to your children? You too good. Sometimes. You know? They, sometimes uh, we, we don't deserve what we've got from our parents. You know? Uh, I say that for... From experience, uh, my dad, we, my, my brothers and I, we would, he would give us some money and we would go to the ball game and he'd say, be back at a certain time. How many ever had a certain time to be home? Okay, <laughs> most of the time. But you know, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but you always squeezed a little bit more out of it. Just 10 minutes, they're not going to say nothing about 10 minutes. Then it got to 30 minutes, and then it got, y'all know what I'm talking about. But understand this, the goodness of our parents' heart, our dad would tell us, well, when Friday night comes, y'all don't need to ask to go nowhere because I'm not going to let you go. How many has ever heard that before? Friday night would come, and it would be a football game, and man, we'd, we'd go ahead and get ready, you know. We'd get ready like we was going. And daddy would say, where are you boys going? Well, we thought you might let us go to the ball game. Well, what time did y'all come home Tuesday night? Well, we was a little bit late. He said, didn't I tell y'all y'all wasn't going tonight? Yeah, but daddy, you know, they put me up because I was the littlest. And I said, but daddy, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, I'll make sure we get home tonight on the right time. Come on, y'all. <laughs> My brothers knew who to put up to this. So my dad would give in. What it was, it was the goodness. Even though we've done wrong and we, we have slipped and, 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 and done things that wasn't really pleasing to God, but Brother Ray, God still sees goodness in us. Why? Because he is good and when he sees us, listen to what I'm going to tell you, when he sees us, he sees himself. He sees goodness there. And I want you to get a hold of this here. We are good. We talk about how God is good and not always says all the time. We need to say that we are good all the time. Just because we, we fall into a situation, we may, we may say something or our attitude may be wrong. And uh, I got tickled uh, at, uh, yesterday, and this has happened numerous of times here recently, uh, Teresa would say some things and, and Zach would pop up and he said, Mama, you don't need to be saying that. And yesterday he got all over. He said, now, retract that. Don't be saying that. Don't be saying that. And I punched Teresa and I said, you remember you used to say that? <laughs> retract that. What it is, the goodness. God is training us for goodness. We got, and listen to what I'm fixing to tell you right here. God wants us to see the good, not the bad. Okay? We, we look at a person, we, we, well, I just say our, our family sometimes. We look at our family and, and we see all the bad there. We see all the bad. We see the, all the corrupt things that are going on there. But how does God look at that? When we was out in the world, we was doing some things that we knew that wasn't pleasing to our parents. Do you think it was pleasing to God? No, it wasn't. But God didn't look against us and throw us away. He looked at us and he seen the good in us. You know, I heard a guy the other day talking to his, his son and he was talking some things there to his son at the, the little coffee shop up there and, and he was telling his son some things there. And I, in my mind I was saying, you ought not be telling your son all that negative stuff. You know, we need to talk good. And the reason I believe that the Lord laid this, this, this psalm on my heart because surely in goodness, in other words, we need to have some of the good things that God has got 
in us that we can have some of that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to start talking good about them. I'm going to have something good to say about them. But Brother David, you just don't know them. Do you really know them? Do you really know them? Amen. You didn't even know yourself. But God did. Brother John, he looked beyond all that and he said, there's some good there. There's some good there. But let me, let me move on with this here. I just want, I want you to know, we got to say, surely goodness shall follow me. What are you talking about, Brother David? Yes, we're talking about the Lord is with us, but we need to be speaking the good things that God has, has given us. We need to give it to somebody else. Brother David, you just don't understand. Yes, I do understand because, hey, I've been there. But God wants us to have some of, some of him, his DNA. Y'all ought to shout about this this morning. God wants us to have some of his DNA. We got to look beyond and we got to see what God wants us to see. But let me go on with this right here. Listen to what it says. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness gives us green pastures and still waters. Mercy, listen to what this does right here. Mercy retrieves us when we foolishly leave the path of righteousness. Mercy retrieves us when we leave the path of righteousness. When we go astray. And we, we read this psalm and then last Sunday we talked about he anointed my head with oil. I never thought about that and Sister Teresa yesterday or day before yesterday we was reading that and I got to thinking about that he said in this verse here, I want, I want you to back up just a little bit because I, I, this, this has really got good things, what Sister Teresa. He said, you anointeth my head with oil, okay? In other words, the Lord, you gave him the authority to anoint you. And I was thinking about this here this morning as I was reading over this early this morning, and I said, Lord, when... when Somebody comes up, this morning we had prayer and, and Nana, we, she came up and we, we anointed her with oil. But first, Sister Teresa asked her, he said, she said, Mother, don't you want to come up and let the pastor anoint you with oil? What happened right there, she gave me the authority to anoint her with oil. Y'all got to understand this. When we give the pastor, we give God himself the authority to anoint our heads with oil. Woo! Get what I'm fixing to tell you. Now this verse is powerful because it said, listen to what it said right here. Let me get back. That fan's blowing my... But it said right here, you anointeth my head with oil. Now understand this. When you understand the anointing of God's oil and it pours out upon you, then the next phase comes in. My cup runneth over. Y'all got to get that in your spirit. When you allow him to pour the oil out upon your head, and glory to God, and then what it does, it lets your spirit man woo, begin to run over. Hallelujah. And it says, and my cup runneth over. Glory to God. I'm talking about not just a sprinkle or two, but my cup runneth over. In other words, more than enough. Woo! How many is ready for more than enough? More than just... You know, <laughs> this, thing, this little vase here, this little bottle, it has oil on the lid. And I got tickled last Sunday, Brother David. We prayed for him. And I touched that little lid, the, the cap, with my finger. And Brother David says, get enough of that oil that it'll matter. <laughs> Do y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> so Lord, when you anoint my head, get enough oil that it'll matter. Praise God, not just a little speck, hallelujah. But Brother David, he was making me, hey, in other words, he said, pour some oil on me, praise God. 
And that's, and that's what, and that's the reason I wanted Sister Teresa to read that there because as, as I read that yesterday or day before and again yesterday, as the sheep would begin to get tormented by these insects and part of that reading that Sister Teresa had read said they would get in so much torment they would, you know, they would get to the rocks and they would start beating their heads on the rocks trying to get those insects out of their nostrils and out of their ears and it would actually, it would kill the, the, the sheep. And what I'm saying, I'm saying all that to say some things here this morning. See, the enemy wants to get in your ear gates. Things that you hear. Okay? Because things that you hear sometimes, it destroys you. But I want to give you a word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, the awe begins to overflow. Why? Why do you say this, Brother David? Why? Because the word said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when the oil begins to come in, hallelujah, and it begins to overflow, what do you begin to do? You begin to speak prosperity. You begin to, you begin to speak health, hallelujah. And all these things begin to come out. You say, where did they come from? The anointing of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to speak the word of God. Amen. And, and that's what I want to talk about here this morning. The, the anointing of the oil of God it gives you the ability to speak. Get this. I want you to get this here this morning. And, and those that are watching this on YouTube and everything. When the anointing comes in, it gives you the authority. Why? Because the anointed one has anointed you to speak the word. Okay? It, it's kind of like uh, the authority of a, uh, a document. Somebody has a document and it's signed. Uh, I went the other day to do some things and uh, they, was, they was having, you know, the documents that was signed and then they had like a, a, a stamp that they had to stamp. It wasn't a, a notary stamp. It was another, uh, 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 some kind of uh, procedure, a seal. There you go. I was looking for that. A seal. There was a seal. And this, this is what I want you to get in your spirit this morning. They put the seal of approvement. When we got our heads anointed with the oil, we got a seal of approvement. Why? Because, y'all heard the shout this morning. Why? Because the shout is here. Why? Because I have the approvement. Why? Because my cup is running over. Praise God. Hallelujah. It ain't just a little bit, but brothers and sisters, it's overflowing. God wants us to get to the experience of an overflow. Oh, just, you know, you go to a, a restaurant or whatever and they come around and they bring in your coffee or they bring in your tea and they come by and, and, and I like a couple of places we go. I mean, that, that glass or that cup don't even get half down. They coming around, they want to fill it up. In other words, they want you to have more than enough. I don't like to go to a place and I'm sitting there eating and, and Brother Tex, I look at my tea glass and it ain't no tea in it. Come on. My cup runneth over. Why? Because I allow, this is what I want you to get out of this whole thing this morning. Why does, how does my cup and why does my cup run over? Because I give him the authority to anoint me. These sheep had been anointed to keep these insects off. For a period of time, it worked. But after they would, you know, a few days or whatever, the insects would start coming back. I'm saying that to say this right here. You can go to a church service. You can listen to a CD. You can watch something on TV. You can get fired up. Man, you got anointed. But just a day or two after that, something comes against you, and man, you need some more anointing. Come on, folks, y'all ought to shout. When you get to that place you need some more anointing, what do you do? 
You go to the one that can anoint you. You go where? You go to the Word. Surely goodness shall what? Follow me. Why? Because he's with me. Woo, praise the Lord. Let me back up on this. I want to give you this. Verse 4. I'm just going to go back because the Lord just told me to tell, tell somebody because this is for somebody here this morning. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I will fear no evil. Why? Now, why, why won't I fear? Because you're not supposed to. You're, you're, ain't, you're not supposed to fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound. You should not fear. But Brother David, you just don't know what they told me the other day. It don't matter what they told you. You cast it down. You refu- In other words, if you don't want something, you refuse it. A few weeks ago, I made this statement at Brother Brother Ray, they was going to deliver him an elephant in his house. Brother Ray said, I ain't signing for it. I don't, I don't blame him. They would tear their, their yard up. That elephant would come and destroy his yard. In other words, Brother Ray said, not in my house. But now somebody sent it to him as a gift. What they did, they sent it to him because they didn't want it for themselves. <laughs> Hello? But now listen to this, the, the latter part of this verse here. I want this to get in your spirit. Woo, praise the Lord. Ain't this good? For you, for you are with me. Now, if, if, if he's with me, I shouldn't fear. And your staff, in other words, your word, your ability, your power... And I'm going to go a little bit further. And your anointing, they comfort me. Okay? All the above, they comfort me. I I pray a lot in the Spirit and, and the Lord for, I don't know, several months. He's gave me that verse that how... He sent forth his word and he's healed them and he's delivered them from their destruction. And I pray over people and I pray for, for people in our church all during the day. I'm praying for, for y'all, you alls. And, and I pray when the Lord reminds me of that, I pray, I said, Lord, you sent forth the word and you healed and you delivered and I call your name and I call the, the situation, whatever you may be going through. And I put all these things in, in this sentence and I said, Lord, and you sent forth your word and you healed. In other words, you brought deliverance to them. In other words, they are no longer in that place. Y'all got to get this in your spirit. You don't have to stay there. You, are we going to go? How far are we going to go? Are we going to settle for what we are going through? Are we going to take it? And just say, well, it's just something i got to live with. No, it's not. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Amen. And I shall dwell, and understand this right here, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord, what? Forever. In other words, I will not come out from under the umbrella of God. Woo, glory. Man, that will make me just get excited right there. I don't have to leave the presence of the Lord. You, you know, say, you say a lot of times, Boy, I wish I could stay like this all the time. You can. Man, at work a lot of times I'm driving that old truck or I'm tying those straps down or I'm getting diesel fuel or whatever. Man, I ain't saying, boy, I wish I was at church. I could probably have a good time. I'm right out there. The other day I was up there at the fuel stop and, man, I was just walking around just praising the Lord. Just had my hands up, just praising the Lord. And there was a guy over there getting fuel and, uh, he looked over and he said, I think you happy today. I said, I'm always happy. And he said, you know, there's a lot of people who needs to have what you got. I said, you want some of it? He said, I got a little bit of it. <laughs> I think he was afraid I was going to come over and lay hands on him. <laughs> he said, I got a little bit of it. <laughs> I think he was a different denomination. <laughs> Hey, but let, look, this here, I want you to understand this as, as this as this word that I give you this morning. 
because your staff, they comfort me. In other words, I want you to get a hold of this right here. The position that we're in is a position of positivity. I am positive the Lord is with me. The authority. When you go into a place of, 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 of a hospital or whatever and go, go for surgery, they, they come in and they, they do what? They, they, they do pre-op. They get you ready. Y'all know what I'm talking about? They're going to get you ready. I'm here to tell you this morning, God's wanting to get you ready. He's fixing to do some things within you. Amen. I'm saying this because this is from the Lord. God says, I'm going to do some things within you that you're going to know that I am your staff. I am your staff. I am your staff. Glory to God. I am your staff. The other day we was at the creek with our grandchildren and, and uh, they was over there, uh, Skyler. He likes rocks and he likes driftwood and everything. And uh, he walked over there and I seen him and he had a big old long stick and that thing was all crooked. And I asked him, I said, are you Moses? <laughs> I was picking, I said, are you Moses? And he said, I got my staff, Pops. And he began to hit that water. And I was thinking in my mind, I said, can you imagine what Moses felt like when he stretched that thing forward and that water began to depart? Y'all got to get what I'm trying to lay out here. Thy staff, they comfort me. It is my strength. Man, I feel the power of God in this place. When we facing the sea, when we facing the difficulties, when we facing the impossible, how far will we believe? Brother John, how far will we, will we trust God? Man, Moses was standing there and, and Pharaoh was, man, they was pursuing the, the, to coming after them. But let me tell you one thing. Moses told them to stand still. Why? Because the staff of the Lord is with us. Why? Because God told him, this, what do you got in your hand? He said, a staff. Man, he said, stretch it forth. In other words, we need to speak the word. He sent forth his word and he healed. And he delivered us from our what? Destruction. Can I say this right here? When the children of Israel was in Egypt, they were slaves. They worked hard. There was aches and pains. There were some things that happened to them, maybe some chastening of the, the soldiers. I don't know, but I felt this in my spirit, that they, their bodies was not real in real good shape. Why? Because, hey, man, they worked. I mean, they were slaves. But you go back and read, when they began to come out of Egypt, there was not a one of them feeble. I could do a dance right there. There was not a one of them in lack. Why? Because the Lord was with them. He was their staff. The power of God, let me tell you this right here, the power of God undergirded them and made them well. And hey, they didn't come out poor. Y'all, y'all, they wasn't none of them in lack. Well, what about old sister so-and-so? She ain't been doing real good, you know, lately. You know, she, she, you know, she gave us water and she couldn't even hardly tote the water pail. But look at her. She's in the front of the line. Come on, folks. We don't need to speak gloom and doom. We need to speak the prosperity. Surely goodness shall follow me, what? All the days of my life. Why? Because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Glory to, I want you to get to a place that you can overcome anything. Anything that you face, let me tell you one thing, it ain't nothing to me, I can overcome it. That's the way we got we to be. 
Sister Teresa was giving some illustrations here this morning of a, a couple of people in, in, the, in the older days in the Pentecostal movement. And let me tell you one thing. Man, they, they was Pentecostal. They prayed. They, that she mentioned there about there was two or three of them in, in this uh, motel, I believe it was, and, and they was in there praying, and, and this guy, he, he thought they was in there starving to death. They was groaning and moaning and everything, and he even went to the place, the, the owner of the, of the building, the motel, and says, they, y'all need to get them some food. They down there starving. They moaning and groaning. And that, that attendant said, that uh, the, the keeper of the motel said, oh, they all right. They just down there praying. They was down there interceding for people to get saved, for those that are in captive to be set free, those that are in bondage to come to the place and say, hey, I'm not entangled anymore in the bondage. I'm free. I'm free. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. How far will man go? How far will we go this morning? Listen to this verse here. Matthew four twenty-three. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. The anointing destroyed sickness. The anointing, I want you to get this this verse here. All manner all manner. In other words, it wasn't just the back aches that was healed. It says all manner of sickness. Okay? Let's go to Matthew 15. Verse 29. Excuse me, let's go to uh, Matthew 12 first. Excuse me, 12. Matthew 12. Verse 9. And when he was departed thence, he went into the synagogue, or their synagogue, and behold, there was a man which had a hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? And he said unto him, What man shall there be among you who shall have one sheep, and if he fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on him and lift him out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? The Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want. Wherefore is it lawful to do do well on the Sabbath? Sabbath day. Now, Now listen to verse 13. Then said he to the man, y'all got to get this part right here. Then said he to the man, stretch forth your hand. I want to give you something right here. When you go to the Lord and you got a need, you bring what you have need of to the Lord. This here, it gave me something as I was reading over this last night, and I think me and Sister Teresa discussed some of this a couple of weeks ago, but I was reading over this last night. And as the man had the withered hand, Jesus told him to stretch forth his hand. Did he cover up the bad one? 
He didn't want nobody to see that withered hand, so he, he reached out and said, Lord, this is my good one, my bad one. You know, I, got, I don't want nobody to see it. Do y'all get what I'm saying? It ain't what people see and it ain't what people think. Because people's going to, they going to talk regardless, Brother Tex. Do y'all get what I'm saying? But Jesus told him to stretch forth his hand and the man stretched forth the bad hand. In other words, he said, here it is. In other words, he said, you are my rod and you are my staff. Lay it on me. Y'all got to get this, get this in your spirit. Here this man was with a withered up old hand. Here Jesus was of Nazareth come and healing all kinds of people that were sick. And here this one man comes and, 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 the, and the church wants to say, you ought not do that on the Sabbath. That's unlawful. How do you think that, uh, that man with a withered hand, he said, man, they going to they tar and feather me. You know, if, 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 my, if I, listen to what I'm telling you, if I get healed, they're not going to respond to me no more. If I get healed, they're going to they throw me out of town. Because this is the Sabbath. It's not lawful for, for anything like this to happen on the Sabbath. I mean, they was, they was, man, they was cutting Jesus, trying to, trying to accuse him, saying, you don't know what you're doing. But the man with a withered hand, he stretched it out. And let me tell you one thing. He didn't say, wait a minute, you sure today's the day to get healed? <laughs> Come on, folks, do y'all get what I'm saying? I don't know. I've been to that altar. I've been prayed for. I've been anointed with oil. And you know, Brother David, I don't know if I, I need to go back up there again. I was up just up there last week. Come on, folks. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I, it's me again. <laughs> Lord, they going to think I'm crazy. Every Sunday I go up there and get anointed with oil. They might be the ones that need to be coming up here. Come on. Thy anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. If your cup ain't running over, you need to come and get anointed. Praise God. If your cup ain't running over, if your cup is, is, don't have anything in it, let me tell you one thing. You need to come on up and reach your hand up, whether it's withered or not, and say, Lord, you are my rod and you are my staff. You comfort me. You help me overcome. In other words, what I want to say on this verse right here, and I'm going to close with this. The man had to get to the place saying, I'm willing to go as far as it takes. I'm going to stretch out. Glory to God. I'm going to reach out. Hallelujah. The bad hand. Why? Because I know he's going to touch my bad hand. Why? Because I'm going to go as far as I can. And when you go, glory, glory, glory. And when you go as far as you can go, he's going to reach out where you can't get to. Woo! Praise God. Man, I feel this here this morning. Folks, sometimes we don't want to reach out. We don't want to go that, that little bit of difference. But that man, the embarrassment that that man had felt over the years, Brother Ray holding his hand in under, a, 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 under his coat or in a, in, a, in a cloth. Back then, I read some things on that, that when they had different uh, 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 things wrong with their body, they would cover them up. They would wrap them with claws and different things. And it would represent their clothes and all, but that cloth that they had, it, it represented whatever ailment that they had. And here he was. Woo! But glory to God. He said, wait a minute. I got to get this thing off. He expected the unexpected. Do y'all get that? He expected the unexpected. People was there trying to see what was going to happen. It's the Sabbath. Is he going to really get healed? Is Jesus going to go out of his zone? Is he going to heal him on the Sabbath? Man, Jesus wouldn't have missed that for nothing in the world. The opportunity for his father to be glorified, when he reached out and he pulled it back, his hand wasn't withered. He was made whole. Same as the other. Same as the other. 
same as the other. I said same as the other. I believe he began to say, it's just like the other one. Hallelujah. It's just like the other one. It's better than the other. Look at there. God don't patch you up. He makes you better. Amen. Give me five more minutes. Let's go to Matthew 15 now. Verse 29. And Jesus departed from them hence and came near to the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitude came unto him, having with them those who were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. Now listen to this right here. And cast them at Jesus' feet. In other words, they brought them and released them. Y'all get that? reason I wanted to read this right here, we've got family. we got friends. We've prayed about. We won't release them. Right here, they brought them to Jesus' feet and they released them. You take care of it. Sister Pam working in the place she's worked, these other ladies that's worked in the medical field. There's been in the past, I know y'all could probably give me some illustration of people in the past that they can't do nothing with. They've got to the point, none of the medicine, their body is re receiving the medicine. They're not getting any better. So they just roll them in a room, keep them as comfortable as they can, and that's, that's where they leave them. They, they put them in there, you're going to die. We're just going to put them in this room. Y'all know, know what I'm talking about. Here's, here's the ward we carry them kind of people to. But these people gathered them up and brought them to a mountain. Man, let me tell you one thing. Jesus, the Bible said he went to a mountain and sat down. And I ain't talking about just a hill. I imagine it was some rough terrain. And the Bible says that they brought them to Jesus. There was some struggle. They was lame. They was blind. They was, in other words, I want to just put it out like this. They was helpless. They had to have somebody to help them. But they said, when we get them to Jesus... We're going to leave them there. Why? Because we know Jesus is able to take care of them. Other, understand this right here. I want you to get this here. They were some of the same people that was there when the man's hand, withered hand, was made whole. Man, if he can do this for him, oh, Sam down there, I'm going to get him up. I'm going to get him. Where's Jesus going? Well, he went up to the mountain. Man, that's a long way. <laughs> Sam, I don't know if you're that important or not. Come on, folks. How far will we go? We got individuals. We got situations. How far will we go? We got to, understand this right here. We got to get to the anointed one. If we want our cup to run over, we got to make preparations to get to the anointed one. These sheep that Sister Teresa read, read to you about, after the shepherd anointed their heads with that oil, he poured that oil on them a period of time, it ran off, it, it evaporated, whatever, and they had, they, the, the insects started bothering them again. Okay? There were situations. Started, you know, situations bother you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? People bother you. Come on, y'all. I'm being honest. Things begin to get under your skin. They begin to get, get to you. Understand this right here. But they, 
but I've got to get I got to get them to Jesus. But he's way up there. But hey, how far will you go? We yesterday I was cutting our grass, and I got out there and went around my satellite four or five different times. But my last go around, I bumped that satellite. <laughs> Teresa was in there watching one of the Copelands. Something was going on with the Copelands. She was in there, and I act like I didn't need it. I just kept on cutting grass. <laughs> in my mind, I knew my cut was fixing to run over because Sister Teresa was fixing to come after me. But a few minutes, I went in there, and I, was, I thought, I said, well, Lord, maybe it didn't hurt it, but I, I, I hit, I bumped it pretty good. I went in there and the first thing Sister Teresa said, the satellite's out. <laughs> Mom, I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know why, you know what the youngins are. I don't know what happened, I didn't do it. <laughs> but the satellite went on, but I bumped it. But understand this right here. How far are we willing to go? The situation. My satellite's out, but you know what? We got there last night. We watched Copeland. I watched Bill Winston this morning. I got up because we got DVR. I punched that DVR. I said, devil, you ain't going to give me a black eye. I said, I got some recording. I went to that DVR, and I started watching last night. We watched some stuff. This morning, I got up after I'd studied a while, drinking my coffee and stuff. I went in there and, and turned it on. I was kind of praying a little bit. Okay, Lord, you know, let this satellite come back on. It did, but I said, hey, I got something better. I said, I got DVR, and I backed it up and put some more Bill Winston and the Copelands on this morning. But I'm saying all that to say this right here. When you're in a situation, you're in a crisis, how far will you go? We're talking about they, they brought these, all that was sick, maimed, lame, blind, couldn't hear, all, all, the, all the above they was bringing them to. But understand this here, and I thought about this this morning. How many people you know this morning are spiritually blind? You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you know that spiritually blind? How many people do you know that's lame that they're not walking with God? Huh? How many do you know that's maimed? Let me say, maimed, that means they are disabled to do anything. Okay? How many do you know that don't pay God no whatsoever attention? Amen? We, I could go on and on. But are we willing to go, go as far as they did, climbing that stony mountain, getting, making preparations? They had to get some beds to tote them in. Why? Why, why are you saying all this stuff, Brother Dave? You go back and you do some studying. When Jesus would heal some, he said, take up your bed and walk. They was carried. I'm asking you this morning, how far will we carry somebody to get them to the place where their cup can runneth over? Why? Because surely and goodness shall follow me all the days of my... All the days of my life. Not just when I'm at church having a good time, but when the situation gets tough, when they, they get where they can't go, when they get to the place they're rebelling, will I pick them up and will I carry them a little bit, Brother John? No, I'll carry them all the way. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'll do whatever it takes to get them there. But I'm going to say this. You can carry people, you can pray for people, but until they get willing, okay? Why do you say this, Brother Dave? When the man with the withered hand, Jesus told him, stretch forth your hand, okay? Jesus didn't say, is this the one it is? Unwrap it. Uh-uh. He said, stretch forth your hand. So when you pray for an individual, when you get to a place where you're interceding for an individual, it's up to that individual. But wait, listen what the, the thing of this is. You do your part, and God will honor you for doing your part. Why? 
because his anointing destroys the yoke. You get that individual. You pray for that individual. You intercede for that individual. You get that individual to that place where God's anointing can destroy that yoke. When they brought them up there, they laid them, the Bible said that they laid them at Jesus' feet. They brought them and they laid them around. They didn't say they just actually laid them on there. You go and you do some little bit of studying on that. I've got a, a, some stuff there I was reading. They brought and they began to stack them around Jesus. I think it was amplified. It said they stacked them around Jesus. In other words, they started putting them up there like wood. Started laying them around, stacking them around. And let me say this right here. Jesus didn't have to touch them either. He just spoke it. Spoke healing. How many is willing to say this morning, Lord, I'm going to go, I'm going to go further. I ain't went far enough yet. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. Lord, I want to go further. I might not have went far enough yet. Well, Lord, why ain't things happening? Well, we, we ain't went far enough yet. This morning, Sister Teresa was preaching there and teaching here in, in the study this morning. And man, I, I was listening to some things that she was talking about. I said, Lord, you know, if there ever is a time for people to get discouraged, it's the way we're living now and the things that we happen to put up with. Everybody gets discouraged, frustrated, and everything. But let me tell you one thing. It ain't no time to get frustrated and aggravated and want to give up. Now's the time we need to grab a hold of and hang on and believe God. Believe God. Why? Because it can happen. Amen. Father, I love you this morning. I thank you for your word. I pray that you just bless everyone that has received this this morning. It's the truth. And you know your word says the truth shall set us free. And Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, we're free. Why? Because we're overcomers by your blood and by the word of our testimony. Lord, we're all free here. Lord, we, we to the place, Lord, we've accepted you as our Lord and our Savior. But Lord, now it's time for us to, to gather in the benefit. Lord, our families be saved. Situations in our jobs be changed. Lord, everything around us, Lord, it don't revolve of this world system, but it revolves on the word of God. Why? Because your word says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Father, bless everyone here, every home represented. Lord, healing this morning, I pray for healing, Lord, in this place this morning. Lord, people that need healing in their bodies this morning. Lord, let, your, let the virtue go forth, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we praise you. Amen and amen.